And I'm going to bring you a Christmas message. How about that? I, I, missed, I missed a couple services in December, and uh, so I'm having to make up for lost time now. Uh, but, but I do, I do uh, we, we all pass this, this stuff around, you know? I don't know if it's a virus or it's near death or what it is, uh, but every one of us got it. I'm talking every, all seven of us. Every, everybody in the household got it. Uh, some in the church, I think, are having it now. Y'all know how it is. It's just here, you know, and uh, you're going to get it. It's going to happen. You're going to get it sometime, and so brace yourself. It's coming, you know, and, uh, and so you'll be all right, though. It'll be all right. If you do get it, listen, you'll be all right. You'll get it. You'll get over it, or you'll get it and go to heaven. That's all there is. And uh, I told Tabitha, and I, that's kind of harsh reality, preacher, but I told her, I said, listen, we'll either get over it or die. And that's all, you know, Brother Rodney. And so, but you can't, listen, you can't threaten me with heaven, amen. And uh, I've got more, listen, every day it seems like there's more to go to heaven for than there was yesterday, amen. And uh, so I preached this morning. Man, I thought about, I thought about finishing that message. Thank y'all for coming. Got some little elk in here. Y'all drove a good ways, amen. And so thank you. I know there would be many that couldn't. And uh, so I appreciate that. But we got, I got excited this morning. I don't know if anybody else got help, but I did. And I preached on it's a brighter day of coming, amen. And I'm glad, listen, for the saint of God, listen, it gets a lot better than this, amen. And there's a brighter day just on the horizon, Amen. And so I thought about finishing that message, really. Uh, but I said, well, I, I'll have to go back and do it again there to, at the church. And so I want to say, uh, like preachers said, we've got many that are watching live stream. Thank y'all. Thank you so much uh, for being in with us. And listen, I'm not, I'm not one to beat. I, I told them at the church, I do not pastor the beat them down Baptist church. I pastor the build them up Baptist church. Amen. I have about this much tolerance for people to just get up and blast everybody. There ain't no sense in that. Amen. We ought to be good to everybody. Everybody because everybody's having a hard time. Amen, preacher. Y'all are listen, y'all ought to have that memorized by now, shouldn't you? That's exactly right. Everybody's having a hard time. My goodness. And if there's ever a time that we ought to revive that ministry of, of exhortation, ministry of encouragement, it ought to be right now. Amen. Don't stand around and say, we're getting there. Don't stand around and say, well, I don't have a ministry that I'm a part of. You ought to jump in on it. Amen. Pat somebody on the back, you know. Everybody's having a hard time. Everybody's been affected these last three years about what's going on. And everybody's tired of it. Y'all know that? Everybody's tired of it. Everybody's tired of seeing masks. And everybody's tired of uh, social distancing. And everybody's tired of, uh, of worrying about, do you bump hands? Do you shake hands? Do you cough in your sleeve? Do you cough on your neighbor? Uh, do you go out? Out of the house? Do you go out to eat? Do you do drive through? Do you even trust them people in the drive through? Do they even have it? Uh, and then you look at the people that run the drive through. You don't even want to eat what they've been cooking. I'm talking about we, everybody, listen, everybody in the world is up to here. Amen. Good thing is we're all in this together. Praise God. Amen. We're all in this together. And so we just, we need to help each other, don't we? Amen, Brother Rodney. We ought to help each other. And just thank God for the church. Amen. Well, what we do without the church? Man, I, I stayed in the bed. I stayed in the bed for, I don't know how long, lost days. Amen. And, and uh, all I could think of, I told this morning, I'd, I'd run up down them aisles, them pews in my mind, and think about all, all of our folks. I thank you, God, for the church. Amen. And just there was a feeling inside of me, if I could just get back to church, everything would be all right. Amen. I didn't have energy to preach, but I thought if I could just get back there. 
And if we can just sing a couple more songs, amen, paid in full by the blood of the Lamb, amen. If we can just get up and sing, amen. If I can get back and just, just get a wind of uh, good wind and just preach just for a little while, amen. Man alive. There's something about the church, isn't it? Thank God for the church. Everyone, listen, the church and hell's angels has, has got something in common. Both of us have to, have to claim that we're bad before we can join. Amen. That's the truth. There ain't none of us in the camp. There ain't none of us. Every one of us made out of nothing but dust. We don't even rank dirt, Brother Rodney. We don't even rank dirt. We are dust. And there ain't none good in us. And we every, and every time, listen, ain't none righteous, no, not one. Every one of us in here all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But every one of us has come to realization that he is really all that matters. Amen. Amen. And you get that crowd together, we'll have church, praise God. Amen. Well, let's look here in Luke. Amen. That was free. And uh, so we'll get to it. Amen. Brother Evan, I ain't going to preach on tonight. Amen, brother. And uh, that family conference, we got excited. And, uh, and that's probably the longest I've ever preached. So we won't be long tonight. But let's look here. And you say, preacher, we're over Christmas. No, you're not. You still got trees up. And so I'm going to preach Christmas till you take the trees down. Amen. Have you still been preaching on Christmas, brother? You preached this morning. Man, ain't that something? I really thought they were going to think I'm crazy, but y'all already know that. <laughs> and folks with little Elkin know that for sure. Amen. And uh, we might sing Joy of the World in July. It don't matter. Did I? That's talking about the second half it anyways, ain't it? Let's look here. Amen. I, I, let's get in. Praise God. Don't you love the Bible? Amen. Don't lay your Bible down. Amen. Amen. Don't lay your Bible down. Now, if you lay down anything, don't lay your Bible down. You cancel subscriptions to ESPN and all that other stuff. Don't, don't cancel your subscription to the Bible. Amen. Amen. Keep your Bible closed. That's all we got. That's forever settled in heaven. Good. Acts chapter number 20, verse 32. He said, Now, brethren, I commend you to God and the word of his grace, which is able, it's able, it's able to build you up. There ain't no other book that'll build you up, is it, brother? Amen. The Bible make you, I mean, you can feel awful and just get a little bit of word of God and it'll bring you back to life. Amen. Let's look here. The Bible says in verse number 26 of chapter number one of St. Luke, he says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. I'd be scared to death. We read this story so many times, don't we? Okay, yeah, angel Gabriel come down, talked to this, this young lady, mid-teens, and, and, and she was scared there. Oh, bless her heart. No, bless her heart. What would happen if an angel come stand right in front of you and brought you a message from heaven? Hello? Can I tell you, by the way, this is a true story. This really happened about 2,000 years ago. Amen. It, it really happened. And here's what happens. The Bible said this, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. Ain't there something about that name? I'm talking about, listen, if you're out of the will of God, you can't say that name. You ever notice people, amen? You ever notice people that ain't right with God and you start talking about Jesus and they say, yeah, uh, you know, Jesus. And just tell them, look at them and say, Jesus. Say Jesus for me. Now, why? Just say Jesus. 
Wine. Jesus. See, I said it. I'm telling you, there's power in that name. Amen. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, let's see what else happened here. Bring forth the son, call his name Jesus, verse 32, and he shall be great. Shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary to the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost, amen. The whole, you can say that too, you know that? I'm not scared of him, he lives in me. Yeah. You know that? He don't just float around. He's a person, by the way. And people think, well, he's just floating around. No, no, he indwells the believer. Amen. That's why personally you can have church that collectively it gets out of hand every once in a while. The Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't be scared of that. See, the charismatics have messed that up so bad that the Baptists, we get kind of scared of saying that word. But listen, he's the one, listen, he indwells us. The Bible says that he guides us into all truth. Right? He convicts of sin. That's one of his jobs. He guides us into all truth. Amen. If it went for him, I'll tell you right now, I'd be in a mess. Oh, yeah. right. hey, there's a lot of times he has taught me how to do what my flesh wants to do. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Ain't none of us righteous in here. Right. He tugs on us and says, don't you do that. Go this way. Do this. This is the truthful way. Amen. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, we done seen God sent angel. We saw that Jesus getting ready to come forth and the Holy Ghost is in too. Amen. It sounds like a pretty good story. Where are we at? I'm going to start all over. Let's start knocking. He says in verse number, in verse number, in verse number 30, 36. Let's do 35 again. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be holy thing which shall be holy thing which shall be born of thee. Amen. Amen. Shall be called the Son of God. Well, glory. He wasn't just a normal baby, was he? He was a holy thing, called the Son of God. Then he says, thy cousin Elizabeth, she shall, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called bearing. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Sound like Abraham and Sarah there, don't it? Lord said, why is she in there laughing? What do you mean why is she in there laughing? Remember that about Sarah? He said, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Amen. Verse 38, Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according, according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Help us now. We need you. I need you more right now than I've ever needed you. I pray that you'd help us. As the psalmist David said, Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Thank you for this church, dear pastor. Dear friends that we look around and family that we've got here, Lord, pray that you'd bless us. Help us, dear God. Make this word come alive. Holy Spirit of God, arrest the attention of the hearer. Do that work that I cannot do, and that's, that's speak to the heart. Transform us. Make us more like Jesus. Because it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Very familiar scripture. And, uh, and you've probably read this, I don't know how many times in the past, in the past couple months. But I just want to give you, give you just a, a hit here. I've really only got one point with three sub-points. That really means nothing coming from a preacher. That just helps us fill in something to say right there, really. But here, let's look at verse number 26. We see the place of Christ's announcement. It said in verse number 26, Nazareth, that this angel... Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth. This place is set about 70 miles north of Jerusalem, 
population around this time was 15,000 to 20,000. It's located on a high hill. The location of Nazareth made it a hotbed of corruption. History says that it was frequented by Roman soldiers and merchants and travelers that went back and forth between Jerusalem and Tyre. The city had a reputation for this as well. Did not have a very good reputation. As a matter of fact, when we were planning that trip to be in Jerusalem in Israel last year, me and the preacher talked about some places we really didn't care to visit. And uh, that name came up of Nazareth because, because it's just not really a great place, you know? And you'd think it'd be, but, but it's not. But can I tell you, it's always had that reputation. Uh, it was no up-to-date gated city. It was no better than resort, but it was a place that we can all relate to. It was a town with problems. It was a town that was, was, was just filled with sin and vulgarity. And this is the hometown of the people that God chose to raise Jesus. Now, ain't that amazing? Listen, I'm glad he wasn't born into country club. I'm glad he was born in the country where there were problems. I can relate a little bit more to that. Amen. The Bible said in John chapter number one, in verse 45 and 46, we read that Philip findeth Nathaniel and he saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And the Bible says that Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip saith unto him, Come and see. And so uh, this, this place of Christ's announcement was in this place called Nazareth. Then we, next we see the pureness of Christ's arrival in verse number 27. He says to a virgin, Now Gabriel, I want you to go down here uh, to a city in Galilee named Nazareth. And I want you to go to a virgin that's his spouse to a man whose name was Joseph. And they're in the house of David. And this little lad, little lady that you're going to go to his name is Mary. And I'm talking about, let's look at the pureness of Christ's arrival. Uh, he, was, he was birthed through what the Bible says in verse 27, to a virgin. And that's something I'm talking about very, uh, very clear, uh, very, uh, very precise. Uh, had to be the, this, this field, a bit of prophecy. And it was fulfilled. Ain't that amazing? Now, before this, they would have said, there's no way. Listen, uh, this prophecy that was given that there's going to be a child that's coming and has to be born of a virgin, that will never happen. But friend, can I tell you what the, uh, Gabriel already said to Mary? With God, all things are possible. Amen. And the Bible says in Isaiah 7, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign and a virgin, behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And I went through the names of Jesus in December. That name Emmanuel stuck with us. Amen. Listen, he said, I'm not sending a God and sending a ruler that's going to look over you and he's going to try to judge you and, and stand over you and be in control of what's going on. No, friend, but listen, I'm going to send a God who's going to get down there with you. Amen. I'm not going to send a God who in a storm is going to stand above your storm and look down on you. Uh, but I'm going to send a God that right in the middle of the storm, listen, he's going to be right there with you. Amen. His name is Emmanuel. Amen. He said this, now listen, in Judaism, virgins were young maidens. So there's a good indication that Mary at this time uh, was a mid-teen. Isn't that amazing? A mid-teen at this time. Also a virgin means someone who has abstained from physical intimacy, from uncleanness and ungodliness. And Mary was a young lady, listen now, that loved the Lord and was yielded to his will for her life. And we read that in verse number 38. She was not flippant in her devotion to God. She was not some kind of a party animal with careless uh, morals. I'm saying she was a pure sexually and also she was pure in heart. 
And we see this, the place of Christ's announcement, but the pureness of Christ's arrival. But how can a virgin conceive and bring forth a son? Well, listen, I'm glad of this. I'm glad that I serve a God who specializes in the unlikely. Amen. I'm going somewhere. This is just building up. Amen. You kind of got to get preached mode before you can preach, it seems like. Scott Caldwell said, have a long introduction, a short message, and people like it. Amen. So we'll see what happens. Now listen now, in a technical medical sense, the seed belongs to the man. Mary's impregnation by the Holy Spirit, we read that verse 35, is the only instance in human history that a woman had a seed within her that did not come from a man. Galatians chapter number four, verse number four says, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman under the law. There's no mention of a human father in that verse. Jesus had to have one human parent or he could not have been human and thereby are partaker of our flesh. He also had to have divine parentage or he could not have made a sinless and perfect sacrifice on our behalf. One important reason for the virgin birth is this, the blood. John said, I was in the spirit of the Lord's day. Amen. He was on the Isle of Patmos exile there in chapter number four. Good night, that's where we was at this morning. He got up there, yeah, amen. He got up there and he said, I saw a throne. And I saw one who sat on the throne, amen. I I got excited about that today because listen, our God isn't wringing his hands, amen. Our God isn't flipping through the channels trying to find out what Dr. Phil says is going on right now, amen. Our God isn't popping pills and taking energy drinks uh, just to try to keep the earth spinning, amen. Our God, listen, he's not worried about what's gonna happen tomorrow. Our God's plans have never been messed up, amen. But John said, I saw him in heaven, and when I saw him, our God was sitting on his throne, amen, amen. Just sitting there, hallelujah. Wasn't worried about a thing, amen. Everybody down here is all worried about something. I'm glad we serve a God who's not worried about a thing. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to say that because I've been on my mind all day. But the blind. Now listen, John said, I saw him. He's like a jasper sauna. Sardines. Is that how he said? Sardine. Sardines. What you eat. Amen. Sardines. What you wear on your hand, I guess. I don't know. Those stones. One of them was a clear as crystals. Talking about the purity and the holiness of God. That's that jasper stone, clear as crystals, what he said in Revelation 21. And so this one who sat on the throne's holiness was perfect. Then he said he had a sard, he was like a sard iron stone. And that was called the bloody stone. How in the world can somebody look crystal clear and red as blood? There ain't but one person in the whole world, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But this blood from conception to birth, listen now, not one drop of blood passed from Mary to Jesus. The mother contributes no blood at all to her baby. The blood type is from the father. Amen. That's why it was incorruptible blood. Now listen to me, listen to me. If you could go to Calvary today and get you a shovel and dig down and find this blood, it would still be alive, amen. Why? Because it's incorruptible blood. It can't die. He's powering the blood, amen, amen. That felt good, amen. The Bible said in Romans, wherefore, as by one man sin entered to the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Listen now, if the conception was to be guiltless, the blood cannot be corrupt. If blood is corrupt, man is corrupt. The life of the flesh is in the blood. If Jesus was to be our Savior, his blood cannot be corrupted by the sinfulness of man, and it wasn't, amen. 
Amen. Why are you excited about that? Because would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Amen. Oh, come to this fountain so rich and sweet. Cast thy poor soul at the Savior's feet. Plunge in today and be made complete. Glory to his name. Amen. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein. And sinners plunge beneath that flood. Don't just lose a little bit, but they lose all their guilty stains. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. It was for this reason why he was able to redeem us. Amen. He could redeem us because he was able. Amen. Sinless blood. Peter said, like this, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious, precious blood of Christ. Amen. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Amen. What can wash away your sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We used to sing that down in Honduras. I still remember that. Solo Jesus, solo de Jesus la sangre. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. You ought to be excited about the blood. Man, a lot of people say, well, Christianity seems like a bloody, bloody, bloody religion. It is. It took the blood. All of it, amen, and he gave it all freely. Well, we've seen the place of Christ, of Christ's announcement. We see the pureness of Christ's arrival. And then he says this, we see the plan of Christ's birth. He come to her and he says, listen now, verse number 28, the angel came unto her and said, Hail thou highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Can I just give you this message in a message? God is still looking for people to carry his word. I'm talking about people that are favored and people that fear him, people that are honored to do his work, and people that are humbled to do it. Amen. And he found, he, he had this Mary. Amen. Had her ready. Amen. To carry this Christ child. He wasn't the little baby Jesus. He was God the Son. Amen. Listen, he's the only one who was born. Listen now. He was the only one who was born before conception. Amen. He was alive. He was alive before conception. Amen. And he was alive after Calvary. Hallelujah. There's never been a time when he wasn't. He's always been doing the work. Praise God. But now I want to look at this. I've got one. I've got one. I've got four words to look at right here. Amen. I had this message. I was going to preach it at the Magnify Conference in 2020. I've been having another message I studied on I was going to preach for tonight. I couldn't get away from this. I had Calvary parked on, right on the top of it. Amen. And I want to give you this. this is, listen, if, they, if, if, if revival's going to come, it's because you're going to have a renewed obedience to the Word of God. You're going to get a fresh glimpse of who Jesus is. Let me tell you what's happening in the world right now. is just happening to get our eyes off of who He is. Amen. That's why I tried to get this morning. Let's get our eyes. Listen, he's, he's in heaven today. He is seated on the throne. Amen. All things, listen, he, he's got everything going. By him, all things consist. The, the, the world is suspended on the word of God. And the only reason why it hadn't quit spinning is because he hadn't told it to. Amen. And they said that there's a sun somewhere, or one of the stars blew up, and they caught it, they caught it uh, on, on, a, on a video. And can I tell you why the reason that happened? Because God said it to He told it to happen. And the only reason why our sun hadn't burned up, ain't that amazing? It's a ball of fire that hadn't burned up. The only reason it's still done that is because God hadn't told it to. Amen. 
But when God tells something to burn, it don't stop burning until he says stop burning. Ask Moses. Moses was in the middle of the desert and saw a bush burning. No big deal. Bush was caught on fire in that day. But that bush did not consume. It just stayed burning. Moses turned and said, what in the world's going on? God said, I'm in on this thing, Moses. Amen. So God, by him all things, he ain't worried about. And so you ought to revive you and get you back to, uh, to realizing who God is, is to realize this next piece of advice I'm getting ready to give you right here. Look what he says. He comes to her and says, listen, our highly favored, fear not, Mary, God's with you. Amen. Found favor with God. And she says, behold, he told he says, behold, verse 31, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. Man, listen now. I built all up to say this right here. He comes to her and gives her a bit of advice. Mary, listen, honey, we've been waiting on this since the foundation of the world. Uh, this is time. I, I believe there's a lot of young ladies that was thinking about, will it be me that birthed this Christ child? Absolutely. They didn't think it's going to come like this. But will God use me? And God came to this young virgin named Mary. And he says, Mary, I've got a bit of advice for you. I'm going to give you a little hint of what's getting ready to go on. You're getting ready to have a, you're getting ready to have a child. And I'm going to give you his name. His name's going to be called Jesus. Now I'm going to tell you something about picking out kids' names. It's not as easy as that right there. I really wish that out of heaven, God would have thundered five names for us to name our youngins. What in the world's going on with Justin Bushy, preacher? I mean, I thought he's all right. Now he's got another one on the way. I love him. That's why I'm saying that. Amen. He's got all bees, you know, and that might be all right, but you're going to have to do some crazy stuff before long, you know. I mean, you know, y'all's minds racing right now what it could be, you know. Y'all have already get what, whatever happened to Brian or something, you know. I told Taffy, what, I said, what happened to normal names to people, you know. Now we're, I ain't even going to say it because some of y'all probably got some of them names, you know. I mean, I'm thinking you're looking for bee names. What about Bobby? You know. He go to that. He go to be not be. I'll say absolutely not if he says Bathsheba or something like that. There ain't no, there ain't no sense in that, you know. No, I love him, but man, it'd be easy. Listen, and I'm saying this on his behalf. It'd be easy if God say you gonna have a youngin right here's his name. But this is the way it happened for Mary. You are gonna have a son, and his name's gonna be called Salvations of the Lord. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen. I like that. You're going to have a young. Now they do gender reveal parties, you know. I mean, people want you to spend two days for their wedding. You got to come to rehearsal. You got to spend all day. Well, then they have a young and they want you to spend a whole nother day for a gender reveal party. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. And then they want to have 500 different showers and you got to be at all of them. That baby's born. You gotta go, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about what else we're gonna have to do, you know? I done gave you two days when you got married, I ain't doing it again. You know? But this is about like a gender reveal party. Listen, before, before the seed was planted inside of her, it was already told that it was a baby boy. Hey man, talking about a gender, I mean that's a that's a pretty big gender reveal party. Who came to your gender reveal party? 
I mean, Mary's got some bragging rights there, don't she? Oh, I saw that your governor came to your gender reveal party. How about Gabriel from heaven? <laughs> he hosted mine. <laughs> he brought a word from heaven. <laughs> oh, y'all had cupcakes. <laughs> I'm talking about... <laughs> y'all smile, amen. It's all right. If you don't, we won't get along, I can tell you that. Hey, I've been stuck in the bedroom for three weeks. I'm happy to see somebody smile. Let's look at this now, though. Look now. He said, fear not. You're going to have a son. He called his name Jesus. Now, here's what he says next. Listen now. Look up here. It, it, when we was having our youngest, <coughs> we just got five, so we was having them. See, Justin's crazy because he's having one more. He said, preach y'all going to? We don't know, you know. We just... We're surprised y'all are whenever that. <laughs> but whenever you have that, you know, and you find out about that baby, and you, you have that baby, you're looking at him, and you say, I wonder who he's going to be like. You know, y'all do that. Every one of my youngins are different. Elijah's just like that, right there. We was in a meeting in Raleigh Thursday, and I take Elijah with me everywhere. He goes with me everywhere. He didn't talk the whole way there. Honestly, took a book and read all the way down there. Elijah, you something to eat? I don't matter. <laughs> now, if it was the girls, huh, we'd stop three times to eat. See, all of them's different, you know? Every one of them's different. And thank God for that. Yeah. That's why Jakey's not in here right now. He is 100% boy, and I love every bit of it. He'll throw a songbook or he'll throw something, you know? And if he wants something, he, he wants it. Everybody's going to know about it. You know, that's, that's his nature. Every, every child has a, has a different nature, you see. Some of them are just hanging, you know, everything's cool, everything's fine. Then some of them are, <laughs> And you really wish you had a heads up before it happened. Like, why don't they come with a manual and say, brace yourself right here. And we, right now, we don't go to many people's houses because a lot of houses aren't kid-proofed. And so, and then if we go out to eat with some people, we're like, we're sorry, but as soon as he's done eating, we're all basically done. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is, you know. He's not going to want to sit here. He's going to want to do stuff and move and go. And, and uh, that's where he's at. He matures early, but one, but he's acting like a terrible two, you know. And so we're trying to get that out of him. We are. With the help of the Lord. And so, uh, y'all need to come to that family conference, you know. I need another one, preacher, and somebody just tell me. But all of them are different, you know. And so, and so you would sit there and hold that bag and never forget, preacher Brian come, and Brian Cardwell, y'all know who he is. One of my best, best, dearest friends in the world. He sat down and held Elijah when he was born. He said, brother, this could be the next evangelist that sees thousands this could be that, you know, I could see him sitting there crying. I mean, you just wish you had a little bit of insight of what they would be, what they would be like. Well, can I tell you right here in this story, God sends Gabriel from heaven and gives Mary a little bit of insight about Jesus. Look at this now. I mean, this is all I'm going to preach right here. These next four words. Oh, Mary, listen, honey. I've come down here to give you some great news. Oh, you're going to have a Holy Ghost going to come up on you. You're going to conceive and bring forth a child and call his name Jesus. Look what he says in the next verse. He shall be great. (laughs) 
Oh, I've got word from heaven about this, this Christ child that's being born. And Mary, I'm the one that gets to deliver this message. And I'm going to tell you this first off. He's going to be great. He's not your normal child. He's great. You see, Gabriel knew him before this. And the first word that he could get out of his mouth was, listen, Mary, his name's going to be Jesus, and he shall be great. Oh, great. This word great means large in bulk or dimension. It means a term of comparison denoting more magnitude or extension than something else or beyond what is usual. Listen, he said, Mary, there's been baby boys born everywhere, but this one that you're going to have is great. Always great. Listen, it means being of extended length or breadth as a great distance. Listen, he said he's going to reach from heaven to earth and he's going to save sinners. Amen. It means large in number as a great many, a great multitude. It means expressing a large, extensive, or unusual degree of anything as great fear, great love, great strength, great wealth, great power, and great influence. It means long continued as a great wow. Listen, he's saying this. He's great because he's been alive before he was even here. Amen. Oh, he's going to be great, Mary. Can you imagine that? What kind of baby's going to be? What kind of baby's he going to be? Gabriel and Gabriel says, I'm going to bring you one word, one of his personality traits from heaven, and it's this, he shall be great. Hallelujah, he's great, amen. Let me give you some more of this. Listen, great means important. It means weighty as a great argument, a great truth, a great event. It means chief, it means principal, it means chief of vast power and excellence, supreme, illustrious, as the great God, the great creator. It means, listen now, extensive, wonderful, admirable, amen. He is great. It means possessing a large or strong power of mind. It means having made extensive or unusual acquisitions of science or knowledge. He's the one that created the world. Gable says, Mary, he's great because of this. He created the womb that he's going to be placed inside of. He's great because, hey man, he's great because in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All, Mary, listen, all things were created by Him, and without Him was not anything made that is made, amen. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I'm talking about the Word of God, who is Jesus, amen. He's great. And you're going to get to house Him in your womb. For nine months. I don't know about you, but I think she got shocked just a little bit. It means distinguished by rank, office, or power. It means elevated or eminent. He is great. Do you know him? He's great. Listen, church, we got to get our eyes off of right here what's going on and get our eyes back on him. But we've went away from God because we started seeing all the problems that are down here. And we forgot that this one who came to save us is great. 
listen now, look what he gives. He gives, he's great because of some things right here. I've got three things. He said, listen, Mary, he shall be great. Look what he says, and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There shall be no end. Listen to what he said. He shall be called the son of the highest. Three things why he's great. Number one, he's great because of his identity. He shall be called the son of the highest. Can I tell you something about this? His identity makes him great. His father is God. Amen. The Bible said he is the great shepherd. He is the great high priest. He is greater than Jonah and greater than Solomon. His greatness cannot be counted. It cannot be numbered. It cannot be ranked. It cannot be understood. It cannot be matched and it cannot be described. Can I tell you this? That the scriptures say that he's great. Amen. Matthew chapter number 12. Those scribes and those Pharisees, they knew who Solomon was. They knew the wealth of Solomon. They knew the health of Solomon. They knew the wisdom of Solomon. And Jesus steps on the scene and says, I'm going to tell you something, boys. Behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Amen. Greater wisdom than Solomon. Greater wealth than Solomon. Mark chapter number two. It was noise that Jesus was preaching the house down. And they couldn't get in to bring this palsy, this man, this lame man. And so they tore the roof off the place and laid him down through there. And he said, I say unto thee, listen, uh, arise. And they said, you, or, or thy sins be forgiven thee. And they said, can't nobody forgive sins but God. But you know what they found out? That he was greater than sin. Amen. Greater than Solomon. He's greater than sin. Can I tell you what else he's greater than? Mark chapter number four. They're on the boat there. and They think they're going to die. I'm talking about they were, they were in the middle of Galilee and the boat was tossed all over the place. And who was asleep in the hinder part of the ship? It was Jesus. Amen. Y'all can make a spiritual thing if you want to right there. But I'm going to tell you why he's asleep. He was tired. Yes, sir. Huh. He was 100% God, but he was 100% human too. He was tired and went back there. Can you imagine who drew the straw to find out who's going to wake up God? Some of you won't wake your wife up. You can say amen right there. Thank you, brother. Your wife's not here, brother. I didn't see you. You go wake him up. No, you go wake him up. Jesus, sir. Sorry to bother, Sorry to bother you. Cares thou not that we perish? Man, we're about to die. I, mean, I don't know if you know what's going on right now. This boat's about to catch. Look out, we're taking on water and you're back here asleep. Do you don't care that we're about to die? Jesus says, he gets out, walks to the front and says, peace be still. Then he turns around and says, boys, what in the world's wrong with you? That's what he says. So y'all read the Bible boring. It ain't the Bible's boring. Y'all read the Bible boring. Peter done bit off every nail he had. Woke up God. That'd do enough for you, won't it? He says, peace be still. The winds and the waves obeyed. And he looks at him and says, what's going on? Why, why are y'all doing this? Where's your faith at? Man, y'all need to have more faith. What do you th- I think he went back to sleep, personally. <laughs> you know what they found out? He's greater than Solomon. He's also greater than the storm. Yes, sir. What manner of man is this that the winds and the waves obey his voice? Greater. Can I tell you something about what you're going through right now? God. 
greater than your storm. God's greater than your storm. You might be taking on water, figuring how in the world am I going to get through this? This is something I've never, I've never seen before. I don't know how in the world, and you hadn't involved God yet. Amen. You know what you need to do? Get his attention. Amen. You start getting up. Listen, don't take on so much water. Listen, you start seeing water take on, you go to God. Yell out to him. Cry out to him. Why? Because he's greater than the storm. Listen, they found that out in Mark chapter number four, but then you look right down there in Mark chapter number five. He steps over on Gadara. Amen. There's a man there that they call Maniac. How would you like that as a nickname? I'm not going to tell you my nickname when I was little. I had, a, uh, I had a, 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 a bacteria that lived with me for years, could not gain weight. And, uh, and, and I was named everything you could think. That's why I've, I'm actually a recovering anorexic. And so that's, you know, I thank God for that. It's been a hard journey, but I'm getting over it. Amen. <laughs> Ice cream, hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I had all types of names. You know, I was just a little run of anything. I started gaining weight. And now, I mean, it used to be, Brother Wayne, I was a small one, had to go to the top of the ladder. You gain weight, you don't have to. They say, go that ladder. I said, you go that ladder. Philip says, how much you weigh? I tell him, I say, how much you weigh? He said, man, I don't weigh too much. Okay, I'll go, you know. It's got its advantages, hallelujah. But this man was named Maniac. And they, listen, daily they would bind him with fetters and chains and put him in a graveyard. Ain't that awful? He'd cut himself and run around naked and screaming. I tell you what they found out about Jesus, he was greater than the stronghold of Satan. Hey, you might have a neighbor, you might have a family member uh, that just, it's like wickedness is all over them. Don't give up hope on them. Why? Because Jesus is greater than that stronghold, amen. No people that's been bound by alcohol, and guess what broke it? Jesus, Amen. Uh, bound by wickedness and guess what broke it Jesus why is that why we got a little snapshot right there uh, before he was even put inside of Mary and he said hey Mary he's going to be great and can I tell you what the scripture says they identify that he's great Listen now, then we keep going in Mark chapter number five. He's greater than, listen now, he was greater than Solomon. He was greater than sin. He was greater than the storm. He was greater than the stronghold of sickness. But then we see he was greater than sickness. That lady with the issue of blood for 12 years and they went to every doctor and they ripped her off and she couldn't find nobody to help her. But Jesus is touching the hem of his garment. Found out that he's greater than sickness, amen. Listen, now we keep going. And then there was a man there, Jairus' daughter had passed away. And they sent word back to him. And he said, don't worry the master anymore. He's busy and he's got other things to attend to. People are sick that he's trying to help. But then he finds out this. He's greater than Solomon. He's greater than sin. He's greater than the storms you go through. He's greater than the stronghold of Satan. He's greater than sickness. And he's greater than your situation. Preach, you don't know what I'm going through. God don't have time for that. Yeah, he does. And he's bigger than your problem. Amen. Listen now. He's greater than that. He's greater than 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. He's greater than the sting of death. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victor? Who took the sting away? Jesus. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something about the Lord? He's great. 
Amen. That's why we're here is to uplift him, are we not? Preacher, I'm about tired of you saying he's great. Well, get over it. I got about 20 more time. I'm going to tell you that he's great. Let me give you a couple things right here. In Matthew, he's the king of the Jews. In Mark, he's the servant. In Luke, he's the perfect son of man. In John, he's the son of God. I'm trying to tell you, he's great. And the scripture, listen, the identity of the scripture say that he's great. In Acts, he's the ascended Lord. In Romans, he's the Lord, our righteousness. First Corinthians, he's our resurrection. Second Corinthians, he's our comforter. In Galatians, he's the end of the law. In Ephesians, he's the head of the church. In Philippians, he's the supplier of every need. In Colossians, he's the fullness of the Godhead. First Thessalonians, he comes for his church. Second Thessalonians, he comes with his church. First Timothy, he's the mediator. Second Timothy, bestower of crowns. Titus, he's our great God and Savior. Philemon, he's the prayer of crowns. Hebrews, he's the rest of the faith and fulfiller of types. And James, he's the Lord drawing nigh. And first Peter, he's the vicarious sufferer. Second Peter, he's the Lord of glory. First John, he's the way. Second John, he's the truth. Third John, he's the life. In Jude, he's our security. In Revelation, he's the line of the tribe of Judah. The Lamb of God, the bright and morning star and the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Listen, I'm trying to tell you that the scriptures say that he's great. Amen. Amen. He shall be called. Look what he said. He's great and he shall be called the son of the highest. Number one, the scriptures say that he's great. Number two, he self-identifies as being great. You know how people self-identify? They want to be whatever they want to be. And they still can't live up to it. But there was one who self-identified as being great. And whenever every, you go through the gospel, he says, I am. And guess what? He is. <laughs> Moses found out that I am that I am. Amen. And what did he say? Lord, what, what am I going to tell him? Who is it that sent me? He said, you just tell him I am that I am sent you. And he found out, guess what? That he was. Amen. And he is. Hallelujah. The great I am. That song, the great I am still is. Listen, I'm trying to tell you that the scriptures identified say he's great. But also he self-identifies as being great. I want Brother Pope to do something real quick. You turn his microphone on, brother. Uh, you turn Brother Pope. He's got his ear piece on. Brother, will you just tell us about him? Will you tell us about who he is? Amen. About what his name is and who he is. Yeah, he's amazing. Amen. He is almighty. He's Alpha and Omega. Hallelujah. He's a, a blessing. Hallelujah. He's the beginning and the ending. Oh, yes. He's the bright and morning star. Yes, sir. He's caring. He's compassionate. Yes, sir. He's our counselor. Yes, he's sir. our companion. He's the Christ. Oh, yeah. He's dedicated. Yeah. He's deity. Yeah. He's divine. Yeah. He is eternal. Oh, all He's exquisite. Hallelujah. He's excellent. <laughs> He is uh, the giver of everlasting life. Oh, yes. He's, great. He's faithful. He's the friend that sticketh closer yes, than a brother. Sir. He's uh, the forgiver of my sins. Yes. He's fantastic. Yes. He's good. Yeah. He's great. Oh, yes. He's generous. Yes. He's giving. Hey, man. He's gracious. Oh, yes. And he's God. That's him. He's my glory. Oh. He's holy. He's holy. Holy. Yes. Lord God Almighty. Oh, yes. Which was and is. And is to come. Amen. He's the highest of the high. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. He's immutable. Yeah. He is inexhaustible. Absolutely. He's indescribable, yeah. inexplicable. He is just. He's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the Son of God. Oh, yes. He's King of Kings. Yes. He's kind. That's Him. He's love. He's Lord of Lords. He's love. <laughs> 
He is, uh, he is uh, merciful. He's mighty. Yes. He's majestic. He's majesty. <laughs> he's never ending. Never he's ending. noble. He's needful to me. Yeah. He's omniscient, yeah. omnipresent, <laughs> omnipotent. He's powerful. Yeah. He's precious. He's pleasant. <laughs> he's the propitiation for our sins. He is, uh, he is the potentate of heaven. Yeah. He's quick. He's qualified. He's quality. Yeah, he's listen that to quiet him. voice and the Holy Spirit. Yep. He's righteous. He's yeah. royal. He's regal. He is significant. He's supreme. He's our savior. He's sacred. He's truth. Yeah. He's triumphant. He is uh, understanding. Yeah. He's unending. He's unmoved. He's unchanged. Yeah. He's undefeated. Yeah. He's, uh, he's underestimated, <laughs> undervalued. He's victorious. Yeah. He's valuable. Yeah. He is uh, wonderful. Oh, yes. He's wondrous. He's the wonder of wonders. Yeah. He's the word of God. Oh, yeah. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's why I am so happy. <laughs> he is uh, excellent. Yeah. He is, uh, you are the altogether lovely one. He's, uh, he is worthy of our zest and yeah. our zeal. Yeah. He's Zion's captain, and he <laughs> is the zenith. Of all that is great. Amen. Amen. Listen, I'm That's trying to him. tell you this. He's great. Amen. <coughs> Amen. He is great because of his identity. Let's look what else he's great at. I'm trying to hurry. He's great because of his identity. But then look what he says. He says that he shall be called the son of the highest. That's his identity. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He's not only great because of his identity, but he's great because of his inheritance. The Davidic covenant from God to David in 2 Samuel 7, 16 said, In thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. He inherited, listen now, Jesus Christ inherited the throne that he allowed to be established. From Solomon's death in 931 B.C. until the reign of Zedekiah in 597 to 586, the Davidic dynasty would continue for God would keep his promise to David. But the only Jew alive, listen now, the only Jew alive today who qualifies to sit on David's throne and can prove it from genealogies is Jesus of Nazareth, the son of David, the son of God. He's great because of his identity, but he's great because of his inheritance. But one day he will reign from David's throne. And Habakkuk chapter number 2 and verse number 4 says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters that cover the sea. I tell you today, church, he's great. The one that we serve is great. The one that we worship is great. The one who died for you and rose for you is great. And it was given that to Mary. One more and I'm done. He's not only great because of his identity and great because of inheritance, but he's great because of his infinites. He says he shall be called the son of the highest, identity. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, inheritance. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. I've not found anybody else like that. He exceeds all others. Why? Because he's great. 
He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Listen now, he's infinite in power. Jesus came and spoke to him in Matthew chapter 28 and 18. He says, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He said in Revelation that I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I've got the keys, amen, of hell and of death. He's great because of his infinites. Preacher, how long is he going to be great? Forever. He's just going to be great as long as he's alive. Don't worry. How long is that? Forever. You see, he already died one time. Now he's risen to live forever. Amen. He said in Revelation, every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, uh, that in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and the lamb and unto the lamb forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 7, 12 saying, saying amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might. Listen now, be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And the seventh angel sounded in Revelation eleven fifteen, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and forever. Amen. He's infinite in possession. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. I tell you today, church, I've just come up here to tell you this one thing. He's great. He's great. If you ain't found out by now, listen, you're going to find out, you better find out this year that he's great. Is he great in your life? Man, I hope he is. He sure is great in my life. Is he great? Listen, don't tell me. Let me give you a couple things here. I got to give you something to apply this to. Mary, listen, as Mary showed this a couple things, and I'm going to give you three things on how Mary showed that Jesus was great in her life, and I'll be done. Now, don't tell me that Jesus is great to you. If you haven't or aren't doing what Mary did. Now some people pre- preach, I love the Lord. No, you don't. I mean, you really want to say that sometimes. Preacher, I love, no, you don't. Preacher, he's great in my life. No, he's not. Ha, right now, search your heart. Here's what Mary did. Number one, she submitted and surrendered to his will for her life. Verse 38. She said, be it, be it unto me according to thy word. Let me tell you how you can tell if Jesus Christ is great in your life. You've, really, you've, you've submitted and you've surrendered your life to him. If you have not done that, he's not great in your life. John said when he saw in heaven, there's one throne. One throne, not two thrones. You see, a lot of times we want to share a throne with the Lord. We want to get at least a half a leg in there on that throne, you know. But if he's really great in your life, listen, Mary showed that he was great because she submitted herself to him. She surrendered her will to him. Let me ask you a question. Have you submitted your life to the Lord? Have you given yourself? Preacher, I've given him everything I've got at the house. Great. Have you given him you? You know what he really wants is you to stand in the offering plate. Amen. He, he, don't, he, don't, want, he don't need money. He owns it all. He can make things happen. I've heard your preacher talk about it. I mean, people think, well, the Lord just wants my money. He'd care less about your money. Right. That church just wants my money. I've heard him tell stories of people call and say, well, we, we got you some money. Huh? What? Say, he don't need that. You know what he wants? He wants you. Right. 
And if he becomes great in your life, he'll have you. But she was submitted and surrendered to his will for her life. Number two, listen now, verse 39 through 45, and I'm not going to read that, but she goes and sees her cousin Elizabeth. And so number one, she submitted and surrendered to the will of God for her life. And number two, she anticipated and announced his soon coming. Let me tell you how to know if God's really great in your life. You're anticipating his coming. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about I'm looking forward to it. Amen. I'm not worried about it. I'm not scared of it. Amen. I'm looking for that glorious hope and that glorious appearing that any day, I believe in the imminent return of Christ. Amen. I believe at any minute, listen, we can be gone. The Bible said, John said, and immediately, immediately I was in the spirit. I was there. I'm looking for, that's the next, listen now, I believe that's the next thing to happen and I'm about this much worried about it. Not worried about it. Not worried about it. Oh, but preacher, if he comes right now, I got some things undone. He ain't great in your life. He ain't great. Now you have to face, he ain't great. He wants to be great, but he ain't great. Why don't you put him there? Listen, she anticipated his coming and she announced his coming. When was the last time you told somebody about the Lord? When was the last time you said, hey, listen, Lord's coming? I know people look at you crazy. That's all right. Man, we went to... Ross. Y'all go to Ross, dress for less. <laughs> I just know the slogan of everyone. And uh, we went to Tennessee here. Uh, I, uh, I've, I've lost like three weeks of my life here. So it's so about two months ago. And we hit every Ross between here and there. Why? Because mama likes Ross. So you go to Ross. Amen? Men? Amen. That'll help you right there if you say Amen. We went to Ross, and I was standing here, and there was, a, there was an older gentleman here, and, and he had a hat on that says, I love my Jesus. So I found him. I like that fella. <laughs> went over there with little Jake. We got little Jake this little push car. It's not a stroller. He don't do good in strollers, but if you can stick him in his car and buckle him, he thinks he's driving, you know. And so he goes all over the place. We pop willies. We run into stuff. He blows a horn. and I mean, we just go all over the place. And that fella started talking to him to Jake there, and I just stood by him. And you know what we got talking about? The goodness of the Lord. I mean, right there in the middle of, I don't know this man from Adam, still don't know this man. If I saw him again, I don't even know if I know it. We got done talking. I said, well, sir, it's nice talking to you. And if I don't see you here, I'll see you in heaven. How about it? He just started weeping. I mean, right here in the middle of, we was right at the checkout counter. And I'm going to see you. Him and his little wife there, and and they got kind of they got kind of confused and went up to the front desk and, and paged their daughter. I said, Sir, I he said, I lost my daughter. She's in here somewhere, and here she comes, and she's probably in her 70s. <laughs> you know, you think it'd be a young and here she comes and he said, I'm ready to go. I said, You better go, you know. And he said, You know what? I just love talking to God's people. Amen. Man. It was I'm looking for every Ross now, you know. Just find one of God's people there. Do you know what I'm anticipating the coming of the Lord, Brother Hart? I'm looking for the Lord to come back. Oh, heaven's sounding sweeter all the time. It's not as far away as it used to sound. Brother Josh Reeves, he's probably watching tonight. His mom passed away Thursday. I knew her, but I didn't know her that good. But man, it's hit me. We'll be there at that funeral tomorrow, me singing. And uh, Brother Josh called me right when she took her last breath. And preacher, he says, Brother Josh, listen, brother, she's gone. She's in glory today. 
Everything's all right, preacher. Listen, we're comforted. We know where mama's at. And uh, listen, we wouldn't have her back for nothing. She's at full peace. And, and she ain't got no more aches anymore. And she's with the Lord. And everything's going to be all right, preacher. We know exactly where she's at. And preacher, listen, whenever you talk to that other preacher that's doing that funeral, and listen, don't, tell him don't worry about comforting us. But uh, tell, tell him to tell him about Jesus. And tell him to tell him about how great God is. And, and how good a hope he gives us. And how good he's been to our family. And have him to tell him that mama's all right. And we're looking forward to being there with her. Man, I'm going to tell you, you want to know how, you, how Jesus is great in your life? Is this, you're anticipating and you're announcing that he's soon coming, amen. Oh, listen, like old preacher said one time, don't dig your tent stakes in here too deep. We're just about ready to pull out of here, thank God. And I believe that. Man, if I've ever believed in Brother Ronald, I'm looking for the Lord to come back. Man, as dark as this world is and it's getting, and you try to find some kind of news to encourage you and you can't find none, uh, you just got to watch the Food Channel to get encouraged. <laughs> that's a truth. Man, that's the only thing. Then you get sick, you don't even want to watch that. You got to watch fishing or something. I don't know. I told them this morning at church, they ought to say, stay tuned for 8 o'clock bad news and we'll ruin your whole day with what we're going to tell you. Ain't that the truth? And then we're ignorant enough to watch it. Y'all help us. Everyone else. And we're like, man, that was awful. You find out what people are doing. I'd like, we're live. I'd like to take some of that crowd that's messing with youngins. Amen, Brother Rick? Well, let's finish. The Lord said he'd tie a millstone around her neck, throw them in the deepest part of the ocean. Don't mess them youngins. Amen. I have no tolerance for that. Matter of fact, if I came up on it sometime, it'd be, you'd have to see me between a glass like that right there. Brother Bushy would come talk to me every once in a while. And I would gladly accept that punishment. Amen. Well, preacher, you ain't supposed to be like that. It'd do y'all some good to get like that every once in a while. Get a little grit, you crawl, hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says I'm not to be a brawler. But I can probably take somebody and talk them into whooping them. <laughs> well, <laughs> my daddy would say, son, I ain't supposed to fight, but I can pray the wrath of God down on them. <laughs> and he's prayed some of it on me. I'd rather him beat me. <clears throat> That's exactly right. Let me finish here. Amen. Y'all know the size sloths. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, Brother Ron knows them size sloths. First time I met your preacher was at a, a get-together with the size sloths. He saw me and I saw him. I said, what's that type of fella doing around these type of people? These are my family. I said, something ain't right with him. <laughs> Yeah, and he looked at me and probably thought the same thing. He found out it's true. There's <laughs> something wrong with me. Let's look right here. Amen. He's great. Now, I'm trying to tell you, he's great. She submitted and surrendered her will to, to his will for her life. Listen, now, she anticipates. Man, are you looking forward to the Lord coming back? Amen. I am. I'm trying to tell you, I am. Listen, I, amen. I really am. I, I, I really, I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to this all to be gone. 
Man, I don't fit in here. Y'all are my kind of people, and that's it. Don't fit in with this world. You're not supposed to, are you, Brother Rodney? I love Brother Rodney. I talked to Brother Rodney, and we've been staying busy. I said, Brother, I just want to get around you. Why? Because that's what we got to each other. Man, this world doesn't understand that. I want to get together and talk about the Lord. I want to find somebody that's got a hat on and says, I love my Jesus. Just talk to him about the Lord. So I'll fit in here. Listen now. She anticipated. She announced his soon coming. Man, are you ready for the Lord to come back? Are you telling people about it? You passing out tracks, telling people the Lord's coming? Man, I'm going to tell you what. If he'll get great in your life, you will. One more and I'm done. She magnified, verse 46 through 56. You can read that. The Magnificent, where she, she, she talks to the Lord. And just, I mean, just gets in the glory for a minute. My soul doth magnify the Lord. Listen, here's how she knew, that, how Mary showed that Jesus was great in her life. She submitted and surrendered to his will for her life. She anticipated and announced his soon coming. But she magnified and made much of Jesus. Look what she did now. She magnified the Lord. You know, I found out that people that that the Lord is great in their life, you don't have to pump them up. Matter of fact, we never had to prime a well that was already pumping water. Somebody get there, amen. Amen, Brother Brandon. See, if that well's pumping water, you just keep it going. You don't have to to prime it back. But if God's great in your life, you'll magnify the Lord. Listen now, she's saying, this is a song, really a poem that she wrote to the Lord. Can I tell you that somebody who God is great in their life, you'll sing. You'll sing. It just happened. It just, it just, it just, it just comes out. He has put a new song in my heart, even praise unto my God. There's a song down there in the hip hop. Preacher, I don't have a song. Maybe he's not great. Listen, she's saying, I think she shouted just a little bit. You got Bible for that? I don't know any time that I've ever had my soul magnifying the Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. And I didn't just shout that just a bit. It's okay to shout, by the way. That's it's perfectly, perfectly fine. They're doing that in heaven. We got, that's heaven practice. You know that? You think I'm crazy. You ought to wait till I get to heaven. You might see me about once every 300 years. There he goes again. Here he comes back. Oh. Is that brother Looney running with him? That's exactly right. Yeah, arm in arm with the blind man. We'll run all over that place. Amen. You listen now, sang, and she shouted, listen now. And she saw, listen now, she saw who she was and who he is. Amen. Listen, is he great in your life? You magnified the Lord. Preacher, did she make much of Jesus? She did. All through her life. Listen, she stayed right there with him. She stayed with him. Ain't that something? All those times I said she kept those things and pondered them in her heart. I wonder if she ever had that voice still ringing back in her head says, he shall be great. We're out of wine. We don't know what to do. Jesus, honey, they're out of wine here. Can you, can you do what you do? <laughs> we say that's the first miracle that John said at the end of his, at the end of his gospel. He said, if, if we could write it all down that he did, we couldn't even put it in a book. 
Jesus, they need some more wine. Can you do what you do? And Mama, my time had come yet. Bring me some water pots. She said, Boy, whatever he says, do it. <laughs> I'm talking about she made much of it. Right there. Don't you think over there in the corner of her mind, whenever they was filling up in water pots, she started hearing Gabriel still ringing her ear. He should be great. <laughs> Can I get somebody to come to piano? Don't you think a little bit later and there's Mary standing beside him and I don't know, we don't know where all she was, but but maybe here he comes down the road and 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 Lazarus has died. Man, he loved Lazarus. Mary and Martha's in a fit. They're all tore up. Jesus hadn't came. And Mama got wind of it that Jesus hadn't came yet. She's thinking, well, I wonder why. He's always on time. Always has been. He'll, he'll, he's, I don't know what's going on with him. He gets over there. And <clears throat> he gets to the cemetery. And he weeps. Why was he weeping? I think he was weeping because of unbelief. And we don't know. But I think he's thinking, y'all know who I am. He says, remove the stone. And he calls, Lazarus, come forth. And maybe, maybe Mary's over here. Y'all just got to help me for me, my imagination. And maybe, maybe still ringing in her ear just a little bit. It's a, a sound from heaven saying, he's going to be great. Well, then time comes, they arrest him. Man, he's lived 33 years. The son of God. And she kept these things pondering in her heart. He's there on, on the cross. Her son. She fed, changed a diaper, held his hand while he was walking. <laughs> now he's lived, and if anybody knows, Mama know that he lived a sinless life. Man. Who knew no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. The brothers, they probably maybe talked back to mama. Jesus never did. <laughs> they didn't even believe him. Solely, fully who he was till after he died and resurrected. And she's watching her son lay his life down on the cross. Nailed his hands, nailed his feet. And the whole time she's standing there under the cross. You know what you think that over there in her mind? She's paying for the sin of the whole world. He became sin for us who knew no sin. And she's looking up at him at the foot of the cross, hearing every word he's saying. I mean, yelling out, I thirst. Father, forgive them if they know not what they do. Everything says it is finished. Don't you think maybe that Mary's over here in her mind she might hear that little voice still as 33 years ago, 34 years ago. Mary, you're going to have a son calling Jesus. He should be great. <laughs> He's great. Mama, behold your son. 
son, behold your mama. John takes her and says, come on, mama. It's over. He turns around to walk away. Jesus yells out, it's finished. Into, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And God pulls the curtains from heaven. Nobody knows what happened between the Father and the Son right there at that time. God blacked out the whole earth right there. Same picture of Abraham and Isaac going up that hill alone. Nobody knows what really conversation happened there. Come on, Mama. On her way back to the house, maybe she hears, he shall be great. For three days, he's in the tomb. Maybe it's running through her mind. Preacher, is it? you just got to bear with me. Because the first thing, listen, the first thing that she was told about it. Mamas, y'all remember the first words your baby said? You remember when that doctor came in and said, you're expecting a child? You remember whenever they come and said, oh, he's, he's measured this much. And every mama says, that's going to be the biggest baby in the world. He's measuring 58 weeks. He ain't been 12 weeks. In my, I mean, he's going to be a big youngin'. Don't you know that she remembered he shall be great? Well, the Lord's day rolls around. Amen. Mary, is that that other Mary run over there? They found the stone rolled away. Oh, goodness, somebody done stole Jesus. There was a messenger there, and it could have been the same messenger that told Mary 34 years ago. Ladies, why y'all why y'all come here? Why you seek the living among the dead? This same Jesus. Oh, this one who was dead, right? He here. He's alive. Somebody gotta go tell somebody. So they run back, tell the disciples. I don't know if y'all heard about this, but Jesus is gone and his body ain't there. They're gonna start playing right here. Now listen, Jesus ain't there. Peter and John say, I, I don't know if I believe this. John takes off, I mean, in a dead spree. He gets back to the sepulcher and Peter passes him. Looks down in there and says, He here. Somebody done stole him. No, no, ain't nobody stolen. And don't you know, listen now, don't you know that word got back to mama? Mary, honey, I don't know if you know this or not, but, but his body's gone. Jesus, your son, your darling son, listen, the son of God, he's gone. I don't know if he stole. Listen, there was some men there in white raiment that said he here and he's alive. And, and I don't know what's going on. Mary said that she saw him over and thought he was a gardener. And Mary, but we don't know. And in the back of her mind, she's saying, ah, yep, that's him. <laughs> you see, because as the angel told me at his birth, he's going to be great. And he's going to live forever. And that's him. He's alive. Amen. He's great. Amen. He's overcome the world. He's overcome death. He's overcome the grave. Right now his work is this. He's interceding on our behalf. Let me tell you, we thought his work was great then. He's got a great work right now he's doing. What's he doing? He is my advocate. He is interceding on my behalf. He's still great today. Amen. Listen, the question is, I'm, I'm done. The question is, is he great in your life? Listen, is there a time where you've made him great in your life? 
Is there a time where you've surrendered and submitted your life to the Lord? Is there a time where you've called out and trusting God to save you from your sin? Listen, all of us have sinned. Every, for all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. But God commended His love for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen, maybe you're here today and you've never been born again. I'd come today and make God great in your life. Amen. Listen, saint of God, maybe you're here today and you say, Preacher, I have. I'm submitted. I'm looking for His coming. Can I tell you what? Don't let the world rob you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's still the same God. Amen. He's the same God that was. He's a God that is. And He's a God that forever will be. Amen. He's the same God yesterday. He's the same God today. And He's the same God that will always be. And what is that? He is great. Amen. Let's all stand. Keep our heads bowed. Eyes closed. The preacher's going to come. He's going to give an invitation to With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, wow, what, what a message to start the meeting out. Absolutely perfect, right, man, right on course tonight. I don't think we'll ever really have revival until we get to that point where we realize He is great. <laughs> it's all about Him. We're going to pause just for a moment tonight, and if you need to come, listen, the altars are open. Folks are already making their way. Maybe tonight you just need to come and just, as Brother Seth preached tonight, maybe tonight you need to yield yourself, submit yourself to him. Maybe tonight you just need to come and just recognize him as great and just come and just praise him and thank him for his blessings on you. And we're going to invite you to come and use the altar tonight. Listen, if you're here tonight, and you say, preacher, if I died tonight, I'm not sure that I would go to heaven. I want you to come. I want you to come. We would, we would love to take the Word of God and show you tonight how to be born again. I hope you'll come tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that we've had together this evening. Lord, thank you for this great reminder tonight that we serve a great, great Savior. God, I pray that you'd help us to make sure that we put Jesus in his rightful place. Father, have your way in this invitation tonight. I pray that you'd speak to hearts. And Lord, maybe there are those who need to slip out tonight and just submit their lives to the will of God. Maybe there's someone here tonight, Lord, and, and they're saved, but Lord, they've not really been living in accordance to his will. And tonight, Lord, they would come and and get on this altar tonight and say, God, I'm going to make you great. I'm going to put you in the place where you need to be. And I'm going to yield my life to you. Father, whatever it is, it could be, Lord, someone's got a burden tonight. Maybe, Lord, there's someone here this evening and they've got a loved one that needs to be saved and they need to come and pray for them. Lord, it could be there's someone here tonight that needs to rededicate their life to Jesus Christ. Lord, and get a fresh start in 2022 Lord, it could be a number of things, but I pray that you'll work tonight. God, have your way in this time of invitation, please. And Lord, we thank you and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Our